Hey legends, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast, uh, another week, another episode, I hope you've all had a spectacular day so far. Today I sat down with the great man Tristan River, he's 19, he's done more things than most 19 year olds have, his head's screwed on better than most 19 year olds heads are, he's a... Uh, He's a coffee roaster and barista at Common Folk Coffee. He's had a heap of other little jobs and he's probably one of the most eccentric person, people uh, that I've ever met. He's always kind of the life of the room or the area wherever he's in. Uh, and he's someone who I've grown to admire uh, over the last couple of years, seeing his work ethic and passion and just love for life. So this is a really, really fun episode. Um, it's a bit shorter and sharper than some of the other ones, but uh, the messages are still just as strong. So also, I want to apologize for the little bit of drilling you'll hear uh, intermittently throughout the podcast. There's not too much of it, but it, uh, yeah, the boys are doing a little bit of work upstairs, um, ticking boxes. So that if that's a little bit annoying, I apologize, but it won't last for too long. Enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. There's so much pressure now. (laughs) Mate, pressure started. It's... We're ready to rock. Oh, we're recording? Tristan, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> You've been so so, so uh, up and about, so cocky about it all week, and now you're like a little bit red, you're a little bit embarrassed. What's up? Uh, oh, I'm under pressure now. I feel like this uh, podcast could define my define my existence a bit, and that's, that's nerve-wracking. It could, or it might not, but we'll see. Let's First see. question for you. Yep. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um... Usually, like, it's a, a, an interaction with people. Like, I get, out, I get pumped to get out of bed because I get to go, like, essentially talk shit with my friends. <laughs> um, that's, that's work, and I'm at work, like, six, six days a week, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that's, I just enjoy interacting with my friends and, new, and meeting new people, and that's probably the biggest thing that gets me out of bed. I like that. What are you doing for work at the moment? Um, so, I'm currently working at Common Folk around the corner. Another um, one of those guys. Another one of those guys. <laughs> so I'm doing, uh, specifically, uh, I'm essentially like the common folk bitch, but in a good way. I get to do everything. So I work on bar, um, I work in the roastery, I get to roast coffee, get to deliver coffee, which I actually really enjoy because we get to talk to our accounts and hang out with them and stuff. Yeah. Um, and pack coffee. That's fun. And like do cool meetings about new things that we want to do. So yeah, essentially I'm just the the little go-to boy. So do everything. The, something needs to be done. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, boy, everyone talks to you. Yeah. Oh, true. You got five minutes. Yeah, done. So, <laughs> that's good. That's my job. How long have you been a common folk for? Uh, ooh, since I was 15, 14, nine months. Fifteen. As soon as you get a job, you got a job. Uh, yeah. So I did. I did a brief like a couple of months stint at Red Rooster, <laughs> and that was potentially like the worst months of my life 
Why? You get to interact with people all day. Oh, yeah, that and was chicken. fun. But especially being like a vegetarian, that was a bit hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I yeah, did that and then pretty much just, uh, I moved up to Queensland for a little while and then moved back down and got a job straight away at Comfort. So it's been since... How old are you now? I'm 19. So 15, three years. Probably the most eccentric 19-year-old I've ever met. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, Yeah. Guys are right. Just yeah. turned nineteen, so I'm a freshie too. Still very young. Good, good, good. What are the? So you've obviously been at Comfort, but you've had a bunch of other like little side projects and little yeah. other jobs and stuff. What else? Have you, what else have you done the last four years? Um, does it count as paid work? Or no, it's made everything. <laughs> made load up. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, um, I think I've done. I moved around like a little bit. Like uh, when I was, I think I was fifteen, I moved up to Queensland for a good uh, probably maybe few months yep. um, to live with my dad which is a bit of fun just felt like a change of scenery I was a little bit of a shit um, and I probably needed to get out of my mom's my mom's way a bit yeah um, so shit myself shit myself out to there for a few months um, literally just spent like that entire time just surfing and not working which was great <laughs> living under dad's roof um, and then I moved Mate, it's not the worst way to spend a little bit of time when you're 15 <laughs> it was good um, and then moved back down here. Yeah, as I said earlier, started working in Comfort. Um, was doing school, high school, um, and that was all right. Um, I'm not. I hated school. Like, um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's actually it's yeah it's it's sort of ironic. Like, I um, hated hated school. I love working with people, and as I said, that's what gets me out of out of bed every morning. But at the same time. I think I absolutely hated every single person involved in that place. <laughs> was it, Why? Was it, was it the, I guess, the authority, the fact you had to tick the boxes um, and just sit in class and listen? Because you don't yeah. strike me as the kind of person that can yeah. sit down and just listen. I'm a very, like, um, well, firstly, I have a big problem with authority, <laughs> which isn't good. Um, I'm aware of it, so it's all right. <laughs> hey, mate, awareness but, is half, half, yeah. halfway there. Um, but also, like, I like sort of being my own person and having a lot of control over my own life. Yeah. As soon as it starts to get sort of, as soon as my life goes into someone else's hands, I get a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of what school was. Um, but yeah, and so I was doing school. And then when I, just before I started year 12, I moved out of home to live on my own in Mornington, still working at Common Folk. Yeah. Um, and Flock, which is a bit of fun. Shout out. Yeah. And Caulfield. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so we're in Flock. I was living out of home, trying to do year 12. And then I think I got a few months into year 12 and decided to bail on it. Um, and like... I like to consider myself a sensible person. That's a great sentence with the smile and the laugh afterwards. Yeah. Um, I like... I sense there's a butt coming. I just, like, I, so bailing school, I justified it in the fact that I am 110% set on what I'm going to do in the life. Awesome. Which was a really big thing for me because I grew up, like when you're at school, I, I grew up, like, fully stressed about you know they really drill it into you you know you need to know what you want to do like for year nine so you can pick your electives so when you leave here that's your life and I spent like year nine and ten freaking out because I was like I don't know what I want to do so do you, do you feel it out of that unnecessary anxiety on top of what already is a fucking hard time yeah exactly up? yeah like it was like I, I was a bit of a difficult child and I definitely made growing up 
hard for myself in a lot of aspects, but also on top of just not liking school, that whole sort of vibe in general. On top of that was just an extra stress. Yeah. Um, and that all sort of built up. And then um, when I was probably a couple of years into working at Common Folk, I like realized that, realized that I just wanted to roast coffee for the rest of my life. And so then I was like, well, yeah, fuck this. I'm Don't need school. Go, yeah, I'm going to go do that. And yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since. I've done a few little side projects. Like um, my mate Ryan Donahue started working on like a coffee cart um, so that we could uh, raise money for the cup that counts. Awesome. Um, and do it at school, but that sort of fell through because I bailed on school. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was getting there. And then I've had like a bunch of little just stupid side hustles. Um, I got a job roasting at Five Senses. Yep. Um, a few days a week, just as a casual casual dude, or just whenever they needed me, um, which was awesome. So I got that through. Seems Tom to be too. a bit of employee share. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think the big boys at Five Senses were so stoked about that because they thought I might, hope they don't listen to this, <laughs> thought I might steal uh, coffee secrets or something. Are there coffee uh, secrets though? Or is it no, just people? Because no. like in, in my industry, in the fitness industry, everyone thinks they have it. Like a lot of people think yep. they have a secret. There's no secret. There's no. just doing the simple things really, really well. And I assume with coffee, it's, it's, it's the exact same, same thing. Um, I was actually really shocked when I first encountered this issue of roasting for two different companies because yeah. in my mind um, if we're just talking about roasting coffee specifically and yeah. you can even relate that to your job I'm just trying to do something the best I can and obviously I'm, I'm uh, producing something consumable yeah. but like whether it's fitness or whatever job it is I'm trying to do something the best I can so the person receiving that enjoys it and yeah. generally if we're talking specifically <laughs> coffee roasting yeah. it's not hard to do <laughs> like yes yeah. this is how you do it that's it like this is the best yeah, way to so do you've it. just got to do it the best way possible and that's and, yeah and that's it and i think some people get very caught up in um secrets and and i don't know their identity and how that relates to how they do it but really we're all doing the same thing and i think the more people real that realize that um will sort of improve our industry as well because i don't know there's there's like two sides to this is like the whole it's cliche and it's bullshit but at the same time, it's very true how I see it is like if every single, and I'm relating it to my job, yeah. every single like coffee roastery or gym <laughs> um, uh, was to do everything the best that they could, sharing the knowledge with every single person, whether they're new to the business or old to the business, then the entire industry grows and improves as a whole. 100%. Now, I understand we're businesses and we need to make money yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but like I don't know. In my mind, that makes perfect sense, and especially because we're supporting people overseas as well. Yeah, our like our product does not come from anywhere near us. So yeah. it's like if we all can get more of that, well, then we're all fucking getting better, and <laughs> then everyone that's wins. it. Everyone wins. But anyway, so that that was I, that was the first time I encountered that problem working with two roasteries. But I don't think it's it's really interesting. Like mate, at nineteen mm. to have that mindset is fucking awesome because like it's a big. I got stuck in the, I guess, maybe early 20s that, oh, this is the best method or this is the best way to go. And yeah. then you realize, well, you know, there's heaps of different ways to do the same thing. You just want to figure out for that particular item or for that particular person or for coffee, for those particular beans, what's the best way of doing it? Yeah. Because then, like, my big focus now is transitioning into coaching coaches and coaching yeah. different practitioners to give the best service because at the end of the day it's all about the client for yeah. you guys it's all about 
like the final product of how yeah, delicious exactly. is this coffee. Yeah. Um, and that's a really, really cool, I guess, thing to come to it. Nice yeah, I think um, I think Sammy Keck and I have had this conversation um, numerous times, or with yep. slightly different angles and stuff. But um, I think, and we're just talking about my age in relation to what I think. I think I forced myself to grow up quite early. Yeah, and so that's sort of taken an effect on how I go about working and all that sort of shit, which are is you, interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> go back to school for a second. Are you yep. completely at peace with the decision you made to bail when you did? Would you change uh, it if you went back? No, I wouldn't change it at all. Good. I um I I like had obviously numerous nights sitting down going like should I do this, should I not do yeah. this? And um uh, I'm a firm believer in if you make a decision then you're gonna have to like, you know, deal with the consequences of that. And I mean really the consequences of that decision was Oh well, initially I thought it was maybe I could never go to uni. Yep. Post that decision, I realized I never want to go to uni. <laughs> but also, but you still could if you I realized to, right? that I could. Like, if I need to go get a year twelve pass, you do like six months of TAFE, like blah blah blah, like all that jazz. And I was like, hold on, I'm like, if I want to go back on this decision, I can. Yeah, and that made it easier. But in my mind, I've already, I'm already set. Like, I'm done. Like, that was it. <laughs> I was like, catch. Done at nineteen. Yeah. Talk to me. What is the like? What does the future hold? Because I can't see you staying in the one spot roasting coffee forever um, where do you want to where do you want to take it that's um it's interesting because I um I think over the last year I've always been like I want to start my own roastery I want to start my own cafe I want to like you know I want to be a reflection of me and I want to be in charge <laughs> and do cool shit it's not always cut yeah. up to be sometimes yeah and I think um literally last month um had a meeting with uh, Hoags and Sammy yeah. and I told him I'd come to the conclusion and now this is just for now I'm going to change my mind because I do that a lot but that's okay <laughs> but um, I realised that I sort of wanted to stick around and help common folk grow yeah. and I was like being like being in charge and having my own thing one day that might be a possibility might roll around to that I don't know but um, I was like I really enjoy the community that I'm part of the business those boys got their heads screwed on I don't know, yeah. <laughs> aside from what Sammy wears. Yeah, listen to most of what he says and not actually have to look at him. Yeah, that's then it. Then things would be <laughs> um, No, yeah, but yeah, those boys like so switched on. I love working for them. I love what they're doing. Awesome. So I think the future for me at the moment looks like essentially doing the Helping best I can. Helping grow. Yeah, to help common folk grow. That's awesome. And that links into everything I spoke about with like the industry in general um but far future i've got no idea i still i'm still um an aspiring uh tattoo artist yeah uh, which yeah. i'm disappointed about shout out but also shout down if that's a thing to bitch. i don't have a shout down bell so i'm gonna press We're the gonna shout, shout out, out. Bell. yep sweet mitch talk, talk to us talk to us about first of all the uh the mitch Rowe uh problem we got going on at the moment mm. in terms of <clears throat> what you want to do to him and yep. second of all your tattoo game because it's, oh, it's interesting okay. how, right. how'd you get stuck into it okay. actually um, alright so um, another shout out Luke Walton so uh, <laughs> my boy Luke we used to sling spros on Saturdays together and um, I think I got my first tattoo fresh 18 like on the books I was like bam I'm gonna go ink myself up. <laughs> as you do um, yeah and I was real, real scared I was like um 
I can't remember if the mic was rolling or not, but one of my biggest problems, maybe we can come back to this later or avoid it completely, yeah. <laughs> is like I don't like being defined by a certain thing. Yeah. Um, so like if we did this interview and I said that I hate cats, <laughs> um, I'd have to re- You're the cat guy. <laughs> I'd have to redo this interview and say that I don't mind cats, I don't really have any opinions on cats. Some days I hate them, some days I like them. Um, so anyways, like getting a tattoo for me was a big deal because it was like, this is going to be on me and every time someone sees this, it's going to be a reflection of me. So naturally my first tattoo was a coffee-related tattoo. Good. Um, and then Luke and I were, were sitting down and we were like, why don't we just tattoo ourselves? And I think Luke had done a stick and poke tattoo before and um, I was like, cool, like that seems like a lot of effort. I'm just going to buy a tattoo machine. Um, <laughs> so I bought a tattoo and tattoo artists hate me. Most tattoo artists hate me, which I understand. Surely you've made friends with someone. Uh, yeah, I've made friends with a few now. Good. But um, but some real traditional tattoo artists hate me, and I fully understand that. Like, I don't know, it's a bit of a conundrum. It's like, uh, by doing this unprofessionally and not so much... It is an art form, like, obviously, as in tattooing is an art form, but doing it in sort of that unprofessional manner sometimes has a bit of bad, bad karma around the joint. Mm-hmm. But how I think about it is, and I relate it back to my job, if I roast some coffee and I give it to you to brew at home, I can guarantee there's no way you're going to brew it as good as I can. I've had but, some but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I still give you coffee to take home and let you brew it yourself because that's your thing. That's like your yeah. experience. You're making yourself a coffee. Yeah. Now, tattooing is a little bit more permanent and if you fuck up the coffee thing, you can always come back to me tomorrow and, make I'll, and I'll make you one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think about it in that aspect. Well, you can always... Technology's fine, mate. You can always yeah. get get it re- redone exactly. or you can yeah. get it taken off, blank, so, blank canvas again. So I think I've tattooed, yeah, like short of 40 people now. That is a great number. At uh-huh. 19, you've tattooed 40 people, so yeah. 12 months, basically. Yeah, um, and I've gone to town on my thighs, so there's no visuals. No, here. there's not, but I'll make sure at least <laughs> one of the uh, promo photos for this has oh, Triz's tattoos on. Done. Um, yeah, so essentially above the knees and below the hips have been annihilated by myself <laughs> and my friends. It's just like... Yeah. What's your uh, what's Josh. your strangest one? Um, I don't know about strangest. Like, probably one of my... Okay, what's the oh, best story behind it? No, I know what's strange. Oh, I got two. Give, uh, give me so, strangest and best story. One just above my knee, um, slightly to the side. There's a game of noughts and crosses I played with Steinzy. Yep. Don't know if that was mentioned It was mentioned. It yeah, was mentioned on the uh, Snakehole podcast. Yep, so... Um, I, I can't remember if I had a couple beers or not. I'm going to say that I did because <laughs> it makes this, me sound better. But um, Steinzy kicked my ass in a game of Nelson Crosses and within two moves it already beaten me. On your leg? On my leg. But I had to commit to the game. So I've got a, got a failed game of Nelson Crosses. And then um, my other one, which is another tragic story, <laughs> is I did the one thing that you should never do, typically. I have a girlfriend... Oh, not got a girlfriend... <laughs> Yeah, okay, I have a tattoo related to an ex-girlfriend and then another tattoo over that tattoo from another ex, ex-girl. <laughs> oh, okay, so you, so you basically put one problem and then another problem on top of it being, yeah. being was an it, ex. Yeah, it wasn't an ex, ex-girlfriend, but it was an ex-housemate. like housemate. Yeah. So anyway, gotcha. so I've, yeah, I've got a love heart on my leg, very high up, close to my groinal area. And then that love heart has been turned into a name <laughs> of another woman. Uh, and so, yeah, that one's bad. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. When, when, you, when you look at your tattoos, what do you think? What's your, like, your thought process? 
Um, I actually see them all as, uh, and not specifically to the incident or what the image is, but as my relationships with people. So if um, if you look at any one of my tattoos, yeah, uh, I can tell you who I was with, the story behind it, what we did that day, and for me that's really sort of heartwarming. That's awesome. It's I mean like there's some really bad. <laughs> so like there's one and excuse my French, but an acronym on my leg that stands for suck my dick white America. Um, and that was tattooed. That's my favorite Tyler, the creator quote. And that was tattooed on me by Tommy T at my house in Mornington one night when we were just hanging out with the boys, you know, it was super yeah. fun. And so anyway, yeah, I don't look at anything on my body and go, Oh shit. Oh, maybe. Nah, you know, maybe that last one. <laughs> maybe, yeah, but yeah, I. I but that's cool. It's, like, it's a story around it, right? Yeah, stories, and I'm not too phased about how I come across to people visually. You know, they're permanent, right? Oh, wait, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, shit. Apparently. Yeah. What will happen when you're old? What will you look like? Yeah, and I was like, well, I'm not going to stupidly tattoo myself when I'm old, so I've got to do it now. <laughs> um, cool. Anyway, wrap all that up. Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, Mitchy, we were going to tattoo Mitch mid podcast. It didn't happen. Disappointed that that didn't happen. <coughs> he had to work instead, which mm-hmm. I feel as though I could have pulled some strings, but that's right. Uh, it's been a busy week, so it never happened. But we might have to, we might have to get Mitchy in soon because he. Yeah. He, well, I heard he heard may he have does. lost, may have lost a bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the reason we're tattooing him is he needs a Virtus V. Virtus V. That's yeah. the. Uh, that was the. The wager, yep. the wager was that I get to pick a tattoo on him if he lost, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I figured branding is forever, right? So maybe the V. I, <laughs> well, I'll talk to Sammy Kate, the common folks. See, he's got tattoos. He on does. He does. Um, it's it's maybe think about maybe that'd be cool. <laughs> um, but I wanted in that Virtus V to have WWWD. I know what the, I got this one. What would Wallace do? Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Which, and Mitch is like, mate, I'll get the Virtus V anywhere you want, but I'm not getting what would Wallace do. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fair enough, play on. Yeah. Very, very good. So, refresh my memory on how, was it, was it an again, uh, no, it was No, it? it was a really simple what are the odds game. Yeah, so what it was are the like odds? The simplest game. What are, the, what are the odds you'll get a tattoo from Tristan? And it, he said one in ten, and we got the right one. So it's <laughs> uh, his fault for going one in ten, I guess. It's gold. Um, um, not going to make him do it, but if he respects the sanctity of the what are the odds game, they will do it at some point. Sacred game, mate. It's important. Very important. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, maybe I hear you guys do like gin and yoga. Maybe we can do like gin, yoga, and watching Mitch get tattooed. Or something like that. That could be it. I'm sure we can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to talk to our director of cool shit, which is Tommy T. Ah. Self-titled, but I think I'm I can, okay with it. I can pull some strings on that one. Yep. I, I, think, I know the man. Tommy T. Shout out. <laughs> Sick. Good. Apart from tattooing people, what do you do for fun? Um, I work a lot. I know. I'm <laughs> but aware. what do I do for fun? Um, Where do you think that work ethic comes from? Is it just something you've always had? Uh... Yeah, I mean, like, I couldn't tell you specifically. I think my mum probably input a lot of work ethic in me. Yeah. She's very um, motivating in that sense. Like, go on, get your shit done. Like, <laughs> good. She's good. Um, I, I mean, aside from that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I take pride in everything I do. Um, so like, I like that. Yeah, if I, yeah, if I do something... I want to do it well, and I think that's just a natural a thing that I just naturally have an opinion of of myself, and so that obviously reflects on like yeah my work, I guess yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, what I do for fun yeah um, 
I skate, I'm pretty, sh- pretty trash at it. I surf, <laughs> also pretty trash at it. Um, uh, not, not shy of a little party. I don't mind a little bit of a boogie. Good. Um, shout out to Fergus and Ollie for the weekend. <laughs> party time, boys. Um, the weekend coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Good. I think we're going to Golden Plains. So that'd be, well, we are. <laughs> Treat yourself. So that'd be good. Um, and I clocked in some annual leave and I was like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> good. Uh, what else do I do for fun? Um, music. Big music fan. So I used to play in a band with a bunch of mates from school. Um, yeah. We haven't played in a while, but we've started up again, which awesome. is a little bit of fun. I love gigging. I get a mad thrill out of it. I used to play with my dad's bands, like, growing up and stuff, um, and used to just be, like, everyone in my immediate family is very musical. Yeah. So, um, like, mum's great woodwind instrument player. Dad's an amazing guitarist. Like, dude's a freak. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, probably, yeah, music big thing in my life very important um I like sleep <laughs> well you like sleep because you work so much right yeah yeah <laughs> and I, uh, I like a little bit of reading but I think all of my content reading wise at the moment is all coffee related that's cool so very like um in depth sciencey yeah so that crap. having pride in everything you do you take that everywhere you take that to work you take that to yeah surfing I not think, tattoos obviously but yeah. I think um yeah like if if we're talking like my hobbies specifically yeah I do take pride in like in my hobbies but at the same time like I, I don't know the, the hobbies I find myself doing is specifically excluding reading but like surfing skating um, music and all that sort of stuff I actually just use them as ways to not vent but just sort of like blah yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, I take, especially in my music, I do take pride in it, but I'm a little bit of a, as I said, I don't like authority. So, if I can, <laughs> if I can screw the system in any way, I'll do it. So, like, if I can, I don't know, muck around with music and just do real loud, stupid shit, I will just to piss people off. <laughs> so, like, that's sort of a pride in annoying people. <laughs> so, yeah. Play on. Yeah. And I, I take that a little bit into work as well. I like to rock the boat. Yeah. How does, it, how does that go with the, uh, the powers of B? Um, At work, especially. If we're talking like the big boys. Sammy and Benny and Tommy. Sammy, Sammy loves it. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy likes it too. Um, Benny's, Benny's only been on board a little bit, but I think I'm, um, I think I'm getting through to him. We're <laughs> him over. Um, yeah, I, I think like... I think I, I'm like... A, oh, speaking speak the devil. Um, yeah, like I think I back up the amount of shit I talk with hard work. Yeah. And I think it may get frustrating having to listen to me sometimes, but um, I, I sort of like even it out both ways. I get that. It's, it's re- <clears throat> from what I see as a customer. Yeah, actually, this is, actually I'd love to hear this. this from what great, I see yeah. as a customer, you're, uh, you're always f- like full ball whatever you're doing, whether it's annoying the shit out of people or whether it's working hard, like n- could never question your work ethic. And like it's always... It seems like even if you're, if you've had half an hour sleep and you've had a quick nap on the coffee bag or whatever, <laughs> regular occurrence, regular occurrence <laughs> it always seems like it's never a chore for you to be there. Yeah. Which, you know, for for anyone that works for anyone's job, like that's a dream, right? Yeah. Having yeah. I think yeah. The love and the passion to be there, 
all the time regardless yeah. of what's going on that's spot on yeah I think no matter what state I'm in <laughs> um, when I rock up Elite to work of words yeah um, whenever I rock up uh, rock up to work I always do my best and I'm happy to be there so which is good but yeah I think that's I think that's a reflection on it so I, yeah I tend to rock the boat but I, I try to work as hard as I can as well so um so yeah it's, it's entertaining I, I sort of want to like Know, see if I can snap in a little bit. <laughs> I'd be careful with that. That would be very, very dangerous, and he's probably going to listen to this. So I uh, love you, Benny boy. <laughs> Good. Who Who have been your like growing up, and especially the last couple of years in coffee and work and stuff? Yeah. Who have been your biggest mentors? Who are the people that you look up to and you aspire to be like? All right. So. Um, Super minor shout out, and I doubt he'll, doubt he'll hear this, and we don't need to ding the bell because obviously I got a list, a list of mentors, so we'll be dinging that every two seconds. I'll ding it once for the list. Bam, the list. Um, <laughs> uh, so, my very, very first um, person that ever got me involved with coffee was actually Jack O'Keefe, who was the head barista at the time when I first started working, and I actually was shit scared of him. Um, <laughs> I don't know that's what how, it was. That's how all the best mentor stories start. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I have no idea what it was about him. It was very... I mean, honestly, I don't even have a very good gauge of his character because I only knew him for about two months and then he left to live in... somewhere in Europe. So... Yeah. But anyway, I used to walk out of the kitchen with trays of dishes and put them down. And I didn't even like lattes at the time. Like, he couldn't even get me to put down a mocha. Um, and he'd come up to me with an espresso and he'd be like, hey, tell me what you think of this. Do you like this? And I'd, I'd sip it. And he'd, no, no, he's like, no, 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 drink it all. And I'd, I'd drink it all, and um, and it it tasted disgusting. Like I had barely any interaction with coffee, and I sat it in my mouth, and I was like, mm, yeah, this is good. Yep, walked back in, spat it into the sink, um, but told him I I enjoyed it, and he did that to me on a regular occurrence and I never questioned Surely it. Surely he would have known you were just fitting it. Oh, 100%. I think, I think after maybe like the 20th time I could stomach it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he and and that sort of like sparked a, a curiosity um, just like how he made coffee behind the machine and all this sort of stuff. I was like, well, what are you doing? Like you handed me this thing all the time. I was like, I want to know like what's going on because I've never had any interaction with this before. And then I think post that, so he left and I used to get up. So we open at 6.30 at Common Folk. Yeah. Um, first barista gets in at six, you know, dials in the coffee, just makes it taste good. Um, I used to get up at six, well, get up at 5.30, roll in at six before school um, and do work in essentially until, and this is where it got, it got uh a bit shady, but used to work until about 8, 8.30 and then leg it to school. Um, and that was just me making coffees behind the machine, dialing in. I did that for a solid year, and yeah. that's my next person, uh, Courtney Harrison. Shout out to her. She taught me how to make coffee initially. Awesome. Thanks, Raz. Um, but yeah, so I used to do that before school, and then towards the ending of my school career, I used to just do that until 8.30 and then go do something else for the day because it was time I sh- that I was meant to go to school. <laughs> so you knew you couldn't stay there. Yeah. Everyone so, would be like, are you going to school? Yeah. Uh, and then also numerous amounts of my teachers came in, so I had to sort of uh, mail and I used to go do stuff. Um, anyway, and then following on from that, um, Sammy Keck, he really, like, pushed um, pushed me with, like, my knowledge and skill set making coffee. Yep. Um, and then Tommy T came on board from, from Fives, and Tommy's been like, 
probably one of my best friends in the world since then and also one of like my biggest mentors. He's just taught me so much shit. He's a beautiful man. He's a very beautiful man. He's <laughs> like such a kind soul. Yeah. Um, always willing to help people out. And he, yeah, he taught me so much stuff. Um, just about coffee related, life related, and was just a, a general dude, um, which was awesome. So good. Tommy T, he's a big shout out. And he's still always teaching me things and doing stupid shit with me. <laughs> Actually putting up with the stupid stuff I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, and then post that, um, I started working at Fives and um, Damo, the head roaster at Fives, um, taught me a lot of stuff. Like I used to like obviously work for him, but I'd go in and ask him questions and he'd just elaborate on everything. And um, he chucked me on the roaster as soon as like, as soon as I knew what was going on. Um, and just gave me tons of experience and really opened, opened up my eyes to uh, say the complexity of roasting coffee just yep. awesome and final one for the moment and they're literally all my mentors have been coffee related which is okay um, but I think in between all of that they've all been life related as well so at these yep. different stages of learning things about my job I've been struggling with different things in my life and they've been there for that as well but the final one and this is the best one because I'm going to see him this weekend um, Shawnee G Mr. Gionis Enterprises, <laughs> roaster at uh, roaster at Fives. Yeah. Um, he's he's the biggest legend in the world. Like, um, like he uh, yeah like taught me a lot about like coffee. Um, was helping me with Damon and stuff. Um, but he's also like just low key. He's he's just a rad dude, and he's one of those guys that you hang out with, and they they just make you want to be a better person that's awesome um, and so Shawnee's the man he's like the nicest guy in the entire so world there's people you want to spend time with yeah them. exactly and I think he's just a big sort of life mentor for me but don't tell him I said that because <laughs> you know mate just tell him to listen to it yeah, him just don't listen to the podcast tell him to skip from 30 <laughs> to 32 minutes yeah. it'll be sweet yeah so yeah biggest legend so they're my mentors they've all been very work related but yeah. also intertwined with the different sort of stages of my life so you've kind of had a, like a crash course over the last couple of years on roasting coffee right like you've just gone bang yeah. bang bang full coffee yeah. and now you're at the point where you're teaching others yeah 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 like um, so I, I do trainings um, like barista trainings for yeah. our accounts our baristas um, and um, I haven't done a lot of like roasting training in that sort of sense but yeah. it's more so like I think in the roastery we sort of all work as a team to educate each other on things that someone else might not know. Yeah. So like I I would like to say only a little bit because we're all we're all a team. Yeah. But like I push to get uh, Mr. Ollie Hill into the roastery because he was really really interested and was willing to just put in some work to get in there. Good. And so like I uh, everyone like including Tommy Ryan, um, Josh, everyone's helped Ollie. Um, like I think I play a little bit of part in that and yeah just educating on how roastery works but yeah I think I think more so like um, less roasting coursey type stuff which is sort of what Ryan does but more yep. so like working as a team to educate everyone in the team I think that's a lot of the lot you of see, stuff I do you seem like the kind of person that doesn't necessarily want personal success you want to share your success with everyone else and help bring them up with yeah you. and I think yeah I like um, 
I mean, if everyone's good at something, it's better than one person being good at something. Like, not going to lie, I like being a little bit of, like, I like attention. Like, <laughs> we haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of stupid stuff to, not for attention, but I do a lot of stupid stuff because I like doing stupid stuff that results in attention, which is fun. But no, I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, why can't everyone be good at something sort of thing. Like, why can't, you know, the more people that are good at something, the better the team is. Yeah, and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll ask you. I'll ask you some questions about your attention-seeking nature later. Okay, done. But <laughs> you've obviously gotten really close to the Snake Old Boys over the last couple of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And become bit. somewhat of a part-time model. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll claim that. <laughs> I've never seen someone so comfortable getting photos taken of himself. Uh, so this has got some backstory. We've we've leached into the. Um, so I was, I was a drama kid in primary <laughs> school. Um, so I did like all the productions and all yeah. the like stuff. And I was, um, was, I was like Peter Pan in the year six production. Good. Um, and then as I said earlier, I've always like played live music with dad and stuff. So I'm a little bit of a stage boy. Extrovert. Yeah. Mad extrovert. Um, I like, I enjoy rocking out and I enjoy like. Not so much theatre anymore, but like, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, I really enjoy it. So I'm very comfortable performing in front of people. So, so when this, uh, and that's another big one, thanks to Tommy T, he sort of slid me in there. Yeah. But um, I was, I was, I was through the photos that you took the other day yeah. with Tommy and <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. They were so amazing. If um, anyone hasn't seen them, jump jump on the Snake Hole website. Yeah. Because there's I mean, a few up there at the moment and there'll be a few more soon. Yeah, I think. When yeah. this comes out, there'll be a few winter, more. When the winter range drops, watch out. There'll be some dirty, dirty photos. Dirty um, is an excellent way to describe it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm very comfortable in front of a camera. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. All right. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And mm-hmm. I want... Whoops, drop the pen. And I want to know the... I want to, you can go long-winded answer if you want, but try and answer, answer it as well as you can. First question, have you had a defining moment? Um, oh, see, I think um, these sort of questions always stump me because I can't think of uh, a singular... There has never been... I have a lot of defining moments, like a lot. Like, I yeah. think... Um, there's, there has not been one moment in my life that has, well, defined me. Yeah. There's not been, I've never sat down or been in one situation where I've just been like, bam, that's it. Yeah. But I think, I think every day I have a thought that sort of adds to the construction of me. Yeah. Like that, that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, and sometimes it's really subtle. Like, uh, like the other day, um, uh, I was in the car with Sammy and we were driving and we were just talking about work and our relationships with people and there was literally one sentence in there that he said that I agreed with no, not that I disagreed with every other sentence but there was one sentence in there and I was like yeah yeah no that makes perfect sense and that sort of just added to the building block that is me yeah. so I think I think I always have mini defining moments not that a defining moment is small but yeah no, no, I like that a lot yeah like, because then it's just a it's an accumulation and like you, yeah. you, the person you are today is the sum of all the experiences you've had. Exactly. And in six months, it'll be a slightly different person because you've got six months worth of extra experiences. Exactly. I like to think my defining moments are daily, but they're just little and it's like building blocks. It's good. good. I like that. 
What's your best story? Like, oh shit. I've had some horrible stories. Ah, uh, but horribly good. Yeah. Um, my best story. Oh no. <laughs> I've obviously heard a few, but I want, to, I want your best story. My best story. Alright. Um, and you can say whatever you want. Let me just think, I just need to go. Oh man, oh, this is hard. Like, Feel free to narrow it down to two if you'd like. Um, narrow it down to two, all right. You're right next to me. Go ahead, enjoy your That was Christian Ongarello, everybody. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Ding. Um, uh, okay, my, oh man, I'm, I'm terrible under pressure. Like, it'd be one of those things where you'll just walk into a cafe next week and I'll just be like, oh, hey, my best story. <laughs> um, oh, can we come back? We'll come back we'll to come best back. story. We'll Good. I'll give you some short, sharp, easy ones. Yeah. Give me your favorite fun fact. Favorite fun fact? Yeah. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I told you I'm bad at this. I'm really, really bad at this. Um, think polar bears are left-handed? That's cool. I hope you just made that up because it sounds like you did. It doesn't matter if you did or anything. I think I just made that up, but I remember hearing that. But good. I yeah, like it. done. First thing you can do. fact. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> what advice would you give 15 year old you? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, it's actually, yeah. Um, it'd, it'd be as simple as who cares what other people think of you. Good. That was probably my. Um, and I feel like this is a big thing for teenagers, um, being aware of how people perceive you and taking that into account and letting that dictate what you do. Yeah. So um, I think it's a big thing for a lot of teenagers, especially growing up with the stereotypical, the whole like social media thing and all that jazz being completely different. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think if I could go back, I'd be like, you just, just do whatever you want and who cares what anyone thinks. Good advice. That's and it's it's very like it's sort of cliche and it's very it's you know it's here's what I realise about cliches. They're cliches because it's a thing. And yeah. people keep realising it's a thing. But yeah. then people stop saying it because it's a thing. And it's like, oh, because this is actually legit but it's used so much you don't want to say it. Yeah. Um, so just say yeah, it, mate. That's literally it. That's I uh, just who who cares what anyone thinks. Good. If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Oh shit. Yeah, let's go with that. Nah. Um, <laughs> Oh, so this is bad because this goes on my I don't like being defined by a, yeah. a specific thing that's why um, I was really excited for this question because it's going to challenge you to think of okay you don't want to be defined okay okay um, one sentence I don't know if I can like I'm not that complex a person like I'm very I'm, be simple mate I'm quite simple but at the same time I, I disagree I think you're very self aware and you're more complex than most or you understand how complex you are more than most 19 year olds yeah. do well it's like we're talking about with Sammy a while ago the whole dumb smart smart dumb thing yeah. I think I'm definitely a dumb smart <laughs> but I think I do that on purpose yeah um, in the sense of like I act like an idiot talk a lot of smack people think I'm an idiot but then they get to know me and they know that I'm just a little bit less of an idiot <laughs> um, and I, I enjoy that so, um, so on your on your head standard, it could say let, slightly less of an idiot than I first thought, or ah, uh, slightly smart. Yeah, so we go Tristan River, slightly less of an idiot than you initially thought. <laughs> I'm happy with that. You know, <laughs> that's I'm, you know what? that's done. That's, that's good. It. Right there. Great. That's good. <laughs> good. 
If money wasn't an issue and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do with your life? Uh, open a roastery. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like that'd be one of the things. Yeah. Um, I mean, if money wasn't an issue, I'd do everything that needed to be done that involved... Still quicker, <laughs> wouldn't have to work it, save money for it. Yeah, like, in the sense of, like, well, all I'd need is time to do things. So, if money wasn't an issue, I'd just, like, fix the world's problems. Good. Because... It's very altruistic, altruistic answer. Yeah, well, I'm literally working off time. That's all I need. I don't need money. So, there's so many problems that involve money in the world that need to be fixed but the complicated part of that is that they involve money that people don't have so there we go that's one thing I can fix every problem that involves having money <laughs> all I need is a certain amount of time if we're talking about poverty yeah. or anything from there up yeah I just need time if money's not an issue and then I do some selfish things like you know buy a boathouse <laughs> treat yourself yeah treat myself um, start a roastery. I like it. Buy really, really expensive coffees. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> talk, like, on the making the world a better place bit, talk about the cup that counts and what does it mean to you to be able to contribute to something like that? Yeah, awesome. So, um, this is really good because I think um, there's a lot of wank in the coffee industry. There's, there's a lot of dudes that just... I don't know, well not dudes, a lot of people um, that just, uh, I don't know, I don't know if they take it too seriously or they're just too intense about it or I don't know, but I think really like one of the key things is we're getting this product from a country that is less fortunate than us, that is farmed by people that are less fortunate than us that are, and obviously money is a big thing that are earning a yep. lot less money than us and um, if all we have to do is, I think it's, I'm like, oh, I hope not wrong, 20 cents, 10 or 20 cents for every single Pretty sure it's 20 cents. 20 cents? Yes. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've contributed a bit, a yeah. bit to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. If like, it just, I just think of it simply in the sense of like, if all we have to do is contribute 20 cents yeah. from every coffee out of our pocket to, to some people that are less fortunate than us to help them well then why not like that's what the cup that counts to me is it's like well we can do something yeah why don't we do it yeah it's not like that 20 cents is going to send us even to poverty and you know what if I have to live out of my car for five years for that 20 cents to be contributed to them well then I'll bloody do it because like <laughs> and obviously that's not that's you know that's not the extent yeah, of it but it's like you know me living in a car for that long still better than some living conditions where coffee comes from. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, it's as simple as like, if if you can do something, why don't you do it? And that's what the cup counts is for me. And I'm really stoked that um, all the boys have started Common Folk and so everyone involved along the way great has helped contribute. Yeah. So yeah, that's literally it for me. Yeah, and everyone wins because you guys get amazing coffee and yeah, you exactly. teach the farmers how to farm properly. Yeah, know? we get awesome coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's we a, it, like um, no one, like literally no one loses. No, like the that's it. consumer loses nothing. No, no, no. Yeah, the yeah, nothing. Common folk lose, but it's basically like reinjecting it back into the industry. So yeah, they lose twenty cents, but per coffee. Day. But at the same yeah. time, we get 
another country to get coffee off. Yeah. We're helping people. And you create relationships. And we create relationships. And like for me, as I said before, I enjoy people and a relationship is worthless. Uh, no. <laughs> What's the other word? Priceless. Priceless. The word you're looking for. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. It's been a long, hot day. We, we started, um, yeah, yeah, it's very warm here. It, yeah. it started with interaction with people and we yeah. finished with relationships are worthless. Yeah, good. <laughs> no, relationships yeah, are priceless, more. and so twenty cents from a coffee is all it takes to have a good relationship with someone. Good. Done. Uh, this next question, I'm really interested to hear your answer because of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. If you if you could, had to go back to school, what are the three subjects you'd put into the curriculum that that they, they didn't teach you? Oh, awesome. Um, how to do taxes? Good. Uh, I still haven't done my taxes. <laughs> Probably should get on that. Yeah, I should get on that. I have no idea how. So, um, <laughs> uh, oh, it's as simple as asking someone. Correct. But like, imagine if you taught me how to do my taxes instead of like, you know, uh, a part of psychology or something. Actually, that's really interesting. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. Imagine if you taught me how to do my taxes at school. That would be sick. Yeah. Um, also, how to maintain your car. <laughs> good. Um, good. <laughs> shout out to Hoags for helping me maintain my car. <laughs> um, I now know how to change my oil Great. and Peter Keck did my fan uh, drive belt and that was interesting. Good. So I can give it a little service if I need to. Uh, yep, so Tick. taxes, car, cars, um, and what's something else? I don't know, I feel, I feel like they should just have like, just like a study block where they just teach how to be a legend. <laughs> just life skills yeah it's like a life coaching how to be a fully functioning but, adult um, not name it that like so what you need to do is so if you go into high school and say oh sweet so period three every Friday we're going to be essentially doing life coaching teach you how to talk to people you're going to have a whole group of teenagers that'll be like get get off it we don't want to do that that sounds yeah. lame <laughs> so what you're going to do is you have to tell every student that they're enrolled in specialist maths third period every Friday <laughs> They rock up for specialist maths, hating it, and then you don't even talk about math. You just say, or you, you turn it into a class about that. But don't tell them it's about that. Just start working on your skills with people and developing like that. all that. So just manipulate teenagers, basically. Yeah, but I mean, like, how else are you going to get them to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, so, yeah, that's what you need. They're the three classes. I don't know what we can call that third one, but it makes sense. <laughs> Good. If you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be and why? Ooh, I like this one. Um, uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jimi Hendrix because he was my idol growing up. Yeah. Actually, no, nah, no, nah, no way. Sorry, Hendrix. Okay. Oh, oh, Hendrix Mercury. is out. Yeah, good. Freddie Mercury. Um, Outstanding tweak there. Yeah, good change. Yeah. Very, yeah. very happy with that. Um, Hendrix is cool, but I feel like the whole conversation just be like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, at least I could chat to Freddie a bit. Good. Um, so yeah, done. Um, hmm. Can I look through like my Instagram feed? <laughs> of course you can, mate. Of course you can. Alright. <laughs> Something will pop up and I'll be like, yeah. That's I'd, outstanding. I'd have dinner to you. No, um, I like it. It's a. It's a. It's a good way to check on. Are you <laughs> just making a difference in your life? I should ask someone out for dinner over the podcast. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, no, I got no one though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
this didn't really help. Just think think amongst yourselves at home there, guys. Yeah, if you yeah, if you got any spare time, like you need to preheat the oven for dinner, <laughs> it's four fifty five, you could do that. And sorry for the little bit of drilling that's going on upstairs. I uh, apologise wholeheartedly for that. Definitely sounded like farting at one point, so... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. Um, <laughs> Alright, first two people that come into mind. Who else? Freddy? Alright, Freddy. Freddy. Um, I'm going to say Milu because we meant to get coffee last week, but I was way too busy. <laughs> Good. Um... And she's a dead set legend. Let's do that. There you go. Done. Um, and actually, I'm gonna say Sam Keck. He will be so happy with that because I sometimes run out of conversation, and he's really good at conversation. And never stops talking. Correct. So, like, when I'm having dinner with these people, want to make sure it doesn't stop. Yeah. As yeah. soon as as soon as I, because sometimes I just I just clock off. <laughs> as soon as I do that, he will just be like, oh, so anyway. You know, how sick of my camo shorts, and then we got like half an hour of conversation. <laughs> Good. Um, yep. Then we right, last question. What's your best story? Okay, I'm not going to tell this one, <laughs> but I'm just going to give it a title, and the person at home listening to this podcast can punch me in the face. But uh, Fergus Pilgrim Geelong. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. People that know about it know about it, and Carry I'm on. never allowed to tell this story again. Um, and. Um, uh, there was one time uh, where I made it from let's do a comparison I was living in Noosa and I walked uh, probably about four or five suburbs yep. to get Maccas <laughs> Um, How is that your best story? Nah, because a lot of stuff happened in between. Okay, go. So, so uh, it was my going away party. Yeah. Uh, so when you were moving back? back down to uh, Mornington. Yeah. Um, it was my going away party. The girl of my dreams broke my heart. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, so me and, me and the lads decided to go get Maccas. And uh, this isn't even my best story, but I'm just going to tell you. Keep going, This is a story. (laughs) This is Um, And so we decided to walk. There was only one Macca's in the area, and it was like four or five towns away. Took us about four hours. (laughs) Um, Commitment. Yeah, and that was four hours with a lot of pace too. So like we did a whole bunch of the hills in the in uh, through like Tawanton on shopping trolleys. So like my dad used to tell me stories about he'd get a sheet, you know, like shopping cart sailing, sit in a shopping cart with a sheet and let the wind blow you. So we did that and covered, I reckon, a few K doing that, which was sick. Um, I almost got bitten by a snake going through this forest path. Um, Sounds like an adventure. It was the scariest moment of my life because everyone had left and I was walking through this forest and there was a snake in the middle and I had to like jump over it and get rid of it and that was scary. Um, I went for a swim with a complete stranger um, who bet me um, this uh, this event happened twice in my life living in Queensland once it was my dad and then the second time it was a stranger who bet me five bucks to swim into the middle of the river and back I had no idea that there were tiger sharks in that river <laughs> and, yeah, yeah tiger sharks yeah they're the ones who are in the middle <laughs> that's nice of them yeah so I got back and they were like dude I don't have five bucks and I didn't think you'd actually do that um, and told me why and then later to find out that my dad had previously done that to me as well um, 
with the same knowledge that this guy had. Um, did yeah, that. that. Thanks, Dad. This is, in, well, this is in the one trip. So I had a bit of an eventful night. Got Maccas. Um, I don't hate Maccas. <laughs> um, and my mates met back up with me at Maccas. So I went off on my own for a while. That's cool. Um, this is great. I was like 15. I was <laughs> like, I'd, I'd gone out of home and I was just like, fuck this, I am out. Um, anyway, and Maccas wouldn't let us get food because it was a classic drive through thing. And this taxi driver came out of the gym opposite Maccas. How funny is that? <laughs> gym Maccas. Walked over to Maccas. <laughs> and we were like, hey man, can you drive us in your taxi through the drive through And he did that. And then we did the four hour trip home. And that wasn't like my best story, but it was the most longest, well, longest one I got. <laughs> That's good. Very good from you. Yeah. Finish off. Any wisdom you would like to impart on all the listeners? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, any reason? No, not really. Like, if you're 15, who cares what people think? Good. Um, if you're an adult, who cares what people think? <laughs> Good. Um, come in for a coffee if I don't know you, because I like meeting people. Um, and, Good. And yeah, that's it. Cheers, Lockie. Mate, thanks for coming <laughs> on. <laughs>